Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 862, Iratus Infection, recorded live on May 25th, 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dust Storm. And I'm your other ho- co-host, Godzilla T, recovering. Recovering. Yes. We're back after taking a week off, and we're about to take another week off here as uh, go on our baby moon before the crazy starts to kick in later this fall. We've got some interesting stuff for season four coming up. Thanks mm-hmm. to a recent Spartan chatter that was done over on the Halo Discord, talking about some Season 4 content, career rank, infection, and cross-core stuff. So, you know, cool stuff to be looking forward to coming in just a couple of weeks. June 20th, I believe, is mm-hmm. the launch date for Season 4. But before we get into all that juicy details, we have, of course, our community corner to go through, starting with our recap of Dragon Friday. How were things last week, GT? We play Halo. We had fun. We <laughs> Very good. actually did have quite a bit of fun. We uh, started out in the Super Fiesta playlist. It was annoying. <laughs> we, were, we were getting bad luck when it came to uh, weapons. Mm. Uh, so we jumped into the new BTB heavies and Eh. Okay. I think I heard most people say that they were happy with it. I mean, it. don't get me wrong. It it was fun, but it wasn't what traditional heavies was. Uh yes, there was a there were increased drops of heavy weapons and of vehicles Vehicles. and all kinds, you know, all this other stuff. It's just you spawn with a battle rifle and an AR. I mean Oh, really? Yeah, so you've got to go scavenge the heavy weapons. Well, battle rifle is at least a step up from a well. Yeah, it's not. It's not the yeah. It's not the bandit, but oh yeah, the bandit. Sorry, not the cobra. It's just uh, you know, to me, it just didn't have that fun of previous versions of heavy. Might take. I guess it would be just some tweaks that need to happen, or is it just because it's infinite and it's different? You think I didn't get chance? Honestly, to play it. I I think it's just the weapon rotation, you know, just settings in the game. I mean, it was fun, but it just wasn't as fun as like heavies in Halo Three or Halo Four. Although heavies in Halo Four was a lot of fun. That's, I think Halo Four probably even has with the, maybe one of the best BTB experiences. Halo Three is still up there. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of like. Really, kind of built on from Halo C, I think, through Halo Four, but Halo 5's BTP experience was did not get a good start, especially when everything was forged at the start, and then it was Warzone. Well, un- unfortunately, with Halo Five, BTB was an afterthought. Yeah, and that's what really killed it for most people. Three Four Three was banking on 
that other game mode mode that I don't remember what it Warzone is. Warzone and Breakout. <laughs> oh, Warzone, yes. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised Breakout didn't last longer than it did because it was actually kind of a fun game mode. It was different than typical Halo. I understand that. But if you got into a good set of matches, it was actually kind of fun. You know, if you weren't playing against, you know, Onyx level players. Breakout, unfortunately, got hit with it trying to be forced into a certain way of play. Yeah. It was meant to be this big radical change on competitive play and arena style. And it should have just been, hey, here's a new way to do Slayer. Have fun instead of trying to force it like they did. I think the reception would have been a lot different if that was the case. Yeah, it. Uh, the addition of the flag, that was a good change for it because it got rid of the campies because you would that that was only my that was my real major complaint about it was the people just camping yeah but anyway elimination uh, came out of that too so we also got some alternative game modes thankfully later in the life of halo 5 yeah it, it was a good base and for other game modes which you know that works but yeah, Halo 4, even with the paper mache ve- vehicles, it was the heavies was it just seemed like a lot more fun than it did playing it at Infinite. We played a few okay. games of heavies and then we just went into regular BTB. Okay. Is heavy still up? I didn't get a chance to play last week. My last I week have not looked yet. Okay. Something to check out tomorrow. It's still up. Okay, thank you, Pens. Good to know. Well, glad everything went well. Sorry I wasn't able to make it last week. Hope to be there tomorrow. Should at least catch the tail end, at least. So, looking forward to checking it out. Well, that all depends on how long I last tomorrow. <laughs> that That's true. <laughs> Might have to just trade the lobby over when I get on. It's like, okay, I'm done. Dust is taking over. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I caught something that I didn't want. Is it a and spider? the funny thing is, is, I caught it from my boss. Was it a spider? Uh, no, it wasn't a spider. Spider. It was a bug, <laughs> but it wasn't a spider. <laughs> That'd be actually a cool feature to have for Twitch is being able to change streaming source without ending the stream. Yeah, I, I would never see. I could never see Amazon dumping that kind of money into Twitch. You know, to develop something like you know something useful. I mean, they're developing stuff. Yeah, why well, didn't Whether say it's anything useful or not? Useful. It's another thing. It's another thing altogether. All right, very nice. Well, like I said at the beginning of the show, we've got quite a few news things to talk about. We have several waypoint articles that we haven't touched since we were off last week, and also we've got the Spartan chatter that was Sean Baron, Snickerdoodle, Unishek, and Sketch, all behind microphones over on Discord. Seems like this is something that's going to be a recurring theme, and they're looking to do kind of a video podcast version of this, or at least it's in the works. So make sure you are headed over to the Halo Discord, discord.gg slash Halo, I believe will take you there, and join up. Most of those are done, I think the last couple were done, like, afternoon time, Mm -hmm. uh, morning time West Coast, afternoon time East Coast type things, which... Yeah, when everybody's at work. (laughs) I think the last few have been on Thursdays. 
And that's when I had my chiropractor appointment. So it's like, okay, I'm at my chiropractor appointment. I can't really tune in and listen. Okay. Well, put your earbuds in and just, you know, leave the phone out there in front of you. <laughs> just make sure you mute your microphone. Right. Well, they do the stage thing where everyone's muted except them. So it yeah, I know. Anyways. So we have a few things that I pulled out from that Spartan chatter. There was actually one before then, which had Michael Shore or the Forge Lord on. Haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet. It's better to listen through the latest one, which talked about all the season four infection and career rank stuff. They're really hitting on a lot of the reports that people keep sending in. They said that one of the biggest things that they keep hearing feedback on is the settings reset issues the desync, and all the crashing issues. And they repeated and reiterated over and over again that even if you think there may be a ticket in for something, don't assume it. Put in the tickets. The more tickets they have, the more telemetry they can actually pull from and get to the ground truth of what is causing these issues. Sometimes they go after one ticket and find this one little quirk and fix that one little quirk, but really there's other things maybe lurking deeper inside the game that might be the actual root cause. So if you run into issues, please put in tickets. I know it's tedious. I know it's pain, but as someone who works in that space in my job where we rely on tickets for metrics and being able to prioritize what needs to be prioritized, tickets are a big asset. They help tell leadership, hey, these are the things that people keep complaining about. These are the things we need to fix. So that is what people need to do. Submit tickets for every little thing that you come across. I know it's a And pain. the funny thing is, is the settings reset glitch is only affecting Xboxes. That is kind of peculiar. I haven't had it on PC, but it is definitely an Xbox. A pretty big Xbox. I know with mine... I actually have mine just completely shut down when I turn it off. I don't, it doesn't go into sleep mode or anything like that. I noticed things were getting kind of warm. I came up here one mm. time and I get, I happened to reach over the top of my Xbox. I'm like, that's toasty. Mm. They generate quite a bit of heat even when they're off. Thankfully, mine's not generating any heat right now. I always quit out of games manually whenever I turn my Xbox off because I don't like the quick resume because quick resume doesn't work for any game that I play. Yeah, I wish you could just turn quick resume off across the board or for select games because I'm sorry, Xbox quick resume does not work. Yeah, it just well whenever yeah whenever I exit a game, I I actually exit the game. I don't just put it on pause because every time I put it on pause, it never relaunches right. Quick resume does not. Just give us an option to disable that feature, please. Or fix it. One of the two. I doubt it's going to be fixed. I like the idea of quick resume. And if you're bouncing back and forth between games without powering it off, it seems to work just fine. The When I have a problem is when I've shut the Xbox down and left one of them left quick, re, you know, infinite on quick resume. That's when I have a problem with it reloading. But like I said, if I'm back bouncing back and forth between, you know, maybe I'm editing my settings on my controller or um, I'm, you know, doing something in the dashboard or something like that after I've launched the game, then it seems to work just fine. Another thing, too, for me, it might be I 
primarily play live service games. There's not a lot of single player only games that I play, at least at the moment. So when things rely on live service and you rejoin a session and, hey, the server says your session token is expired, quick resume doesn't work. Yeah. It's like, okay, that session token expired an hour, like an hour after it was issued. You're not a validated client anymore. You well, pretty to- much anymore, when it comes to any new games, it, they're, they're an always on game. So. so those are the big things that they're tracking as far as things that have been reported and things that they have prioritized to get knocked off their hit list. They're, they know that there are things that people keep wanting as far as more content and everything, but they have a priority list of fixing bugs and issues and trying to balance that with content updates. So they're more focused on hitting the priority things than trying to push more content out faster. Yeah. I would like them to fix desync before they focus a lot on content. The experience of the game is a lot more important, I think, than content at the moment. Yeah. You know, I want your game to to be be working. So when there is new content, the content is playable. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really getting tired of skipping the cutscenes every time I launch Infinite. Every time. Every time I'm smashing the B button after that initial yeah. 343 Industries logo thing yeah. at the front. And then I have to go back in and verify that my settings didn't change, which sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But I always get that stupid cutscene. Every time. Funny thing is I put in a ticket for the settings reset at the beginning of season three yeah mm-hmm. and then i got a response back on the ticket saying hey we pushed out an update should fix all this and nope didn't didn't fix it at all yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. no it didn't fix it yeah sean Byrne did say that stability is a big priority for the studio right now they have a lot of data and feedback unfortunately a lot of the things that they have to fix are complicated and with how big games are and a whole bunch of code, things can get complicated very easily. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people may not appreciate the complexities of, well, this it's doing this, and you should be able to fix it. Unfortunately, not that simple. I mean, you see things that get broken when App- Apple pushes out an iOS update or a Mac update or when Microsoft pushes out a Windows update or an Xbox update. More lines of code, more th- possibilities for things to break. And we are running on operating systems and games that are multiple gigs of code. Mm-hmm. Not just assets, but, well, maybe the operating system code is definitely huge, but maybe game code, maybe in the more of the hundreds of megs than gigs of code, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the Slipspace engine was, like, 1.5 gigs for the engine and the game code on top of that. It's large. I haven't actually looked at the file size for the engine and the game code, but yeah. Anyways, customizations are definitely being looked at. Continue to look at cross-core for the armor coatings. Starting season four, every piece of armor coating that comes out will be cross-core across the board. They're still working on how that gets displayed. Just with how the system works currently, they have to display each core armor coating as a separate item. They're working on making that a unified experience. But the idea is that you get one coating, it works on all armor cores from here on out. 
And I think they're working mm-hmm. on retroactively applying some of those armor. And don't hold your breath. Right. It's going to be a while. It's, it's going to take a little bit. Because every coding that they come up with, they have to go and test against all of those armor cores. Well, that mm, that's, like we said earlier, it's not exactly a priority. It, that's one of those nice to haves. In some of the in some of the other priorities, it is kind of up there, since it has been one of the communities I think largest asks of the studio yeah, so far. I want them to make the game stable and playable before they worry a lot about customization. I'm not saying they can't work on it, but I would like to be able to not be able to play the game and not get shot through walls. I don't know if that ever will be fixed for Infinite because they prioritize the client. Hit like registration over the server. I don't think that's ever going to get fixed, and I am not happy about that. But I, I just don't think it's ever going to get fixed. Yeah, I. That is, you know, I, you know, I've run across this before, but it was due to lag on the connection, which is fine. I mean, that's understandable. Not everybody's going to have the same connection. And if I was getting shot while near the edge of a wall, I would be understandable. Okay, fine. But when I'm like too Spartan with back from the edge of the wall and I still get shot, uh, that's a problem. If I'm streaming Halo Infinite and it happens to me, I am vocal about it. Yeah. Me too. It's, in my opinion, one of the stupidest design decisions they've made for Halo Infinite. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love the fact that they went to dedicated servers. But I think it's generated more problems than it's worth. But on the flip side, dedicated servers, you do have a lot more control over anti-cheat. But, I mean, as far as on our side of things, I think it causes as many problems as it fixes. I don't even necessarily think it's a dedicated server issue. It's how they choose to address for... Because if you go back to Halo 3, technically the... It was a peer-to-peer, right? Mm, Halo 3 was peer-to-peer. Not technically. Not technically. One of the players in the party was host. Right. So it's not peer-to-peer. It's not true peer-to-peer where... Fair enough. You have a web of eight connections crossing each other. Mm -hmm. It's eight connections going to one Xbox. That one Xbox is collecting all the information and processing. So that... That one Xbox is a server and a client, so and everyone mm-hmm. else is connecting to that one Xbox. So it's not a true peer-to-peer. Well, it seemed that it seemed that the desync issue was not as bad in that situation. Don't get me wrong; right. there was host advantage. Yes, there, there was. There was host advantage, but it didn't seem to be as blatant as it is in Infinite. <laughs> And that was the point I was starting to bring up was in Halo 2 and Halo 3 and Halo 4, yeah, you knew if you had a bad connection, but you could compensate for it. And you were still fairly sure that if you were behind the wall, you were behind the wall. Mm-hmm. So whatever predictive code that they use in Infinite and code to determine, hey, where's the balance of this person is actually behind the wall or not, I think they deprioritized the neutral analysis of a target in the, in a kill or shots landing 
in favor of the client because there's just so many people that have gone and said, hey, this, I, according to my screen, I should have gotten this shot and I didn't. And I think they went too far in the direction of favoring the client. Yeah. Where in all the other Halo games, like, I don't even feel like it was that bad in Halo 5. Like, it was, it was definitely there a little bit, but I don't think it was nearly as prominent in Halo 5, this issue. No, I, I honestly, in Halo 5, I never really noticed it unless I had someone that had a really poor connection. And those you can usually tell because they were teleporting across the screen. Right. They made some change to the predictive algorithms of showing where Spartan is, or maybe there's not even predictive at all, and it's literally just, hey, I'm showing you half a second behind because the latency between this client to the, the server, the server processing, and the delay to the client and that process. Like, It sounded like they made some... They definitely made some changes. Changes that negatively or detract from how Halo has previously felt and played Mm -hmm. from a engagement perspective. Because there are times where it's like, okay, I know I'm getting shot. I'm going to duck behind here. Great. I'm behind the wall. I can start recovering. Okay. Nope. I'm dead. Mm -hmm. It's like, where's the, there's no, there's no, you're, you're punishing me trying to make a defensive play. I can't make a defensive play because you're going to reward the offense every single time. Anyways. And it never seems to work for me. It never seems to work in my favor. You know, I'll, I'll see a player duck behind a wall and then I still don't get the kill. It's like my connection to the server is too good so I don't get credit for it. That's another thing too is if you have a ping that's under 30, you're screwed. If you have a ping mm-hmm. over 30, it's like, okay, that's the best ping that you want because then... If it's within a certain time frame, the server's like, okay, you're within this time frame. I can trust my your positioning based on my thing. It's like, if it's over 30, okay, I'm going to trust whatever you say that you just got. Maybe I just need to change which server I am connected to. <laughs> VPN, your Xbox, just to get that extra latency. I don't know. It's stupid, in my opinion. Um, I've actually t- installed a VPN, so I was getting some interesting network traffic on my router. I wasn't so sure that it was just Google checking up on me. Fair enough. Let's see. What else did they talk about in the video? There are some other solutions that they figured out as far as cross-core stuff outside of just coatings. They have a lot of things kind of figured out technically how they, they're going to do it, but they're still a long ways out because they had to figure out from a business process how they're going to accomplish things from putting the development time into developing certain things against the priorities of fixing and squashing bugs and other things that they're working on. There's always a give and take to what things people can do from a business perspective. Also the cost of running that extra stuff. Yeah. Because Microsoft is so poor. Oh, did I say that out loud? Damn it. Yeah. The studio doesn't really have any say what, Mother Microsoft well, yeah, I, dictates. I, and I don't fault them for that. And I, I'm upset that we didn't get the customization that they hinted at. That they promised? Le- well, led they us did, to believe we did. were, well, led they, us to believe what we were going to get. Yeah. We didn't get what they led us to, to believe that they were going to give us. 
and I do think that they do need to make good on that for, you know, just simple trying to win back some of the trust of the community. There's, I know there's priorities on things right now. Bug fixes are priority because that affects the day-to-day life of the game. Customization is important and I'm not saying it's not, but they, you know, they need to make sure they get the game stable and then the customization can come later. I hate to say that because it should have been there at the beginning, but yep. It just, there's got to be a a priority list and there is a priority list. We don't know exactly what that priority list is. We can uh, guess at it, but exactly all that to say they are working on things. There's a priority. We're getting infection. This is true. This is true. We're getting infected. We can do speed halo, right? (laughs) I mean, even with infection, I don't know if that's going to give us, more capabilities than what the current speed halo within infinite gives us but well maybe, maybe there's some extra options that we can take advantage of i just the big difference is the randomness of picking the first infected that's true you know there's a lot of game types out there that have been built that were reliant on infection that specific part of infection the randomness of who gets picked you know like Duck Hunt is a perfect example of that. To have to have one person go to a team and then everybody else go to another team, it kind of breaks the fun of the game. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still fun to play, but then you go into the lobby and you're like, well, who's next? Instead of it being, you know, playing like 10 rounds, you have to pay 10 games so that, you know, people can rotate through. So yep. I, I like the I like the random random starts that infection allows for. That will be a big help. I thought some people were able to do it through script brains though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of the later ones they've done it through script brains that will allow the randomness to begin. But it's I mean, to just have it built into the game mode is a lot less it t- it tears down a few walls. Yeah. Definitely. Infections starting at the beginning of season four. Career ranks will also be there at launch Mm -hmm. with the military style ranks. Some people probably have seen leaks of it already. Military rank and what the career rank is coming. So you will progress via how much XP that you earn. They haven't said specifically what style I think. You can kind of infer some stuff from the leaks if you look at the leaks, but um, whether it's going to be Halo 3 style where you have like the Matrix tiers where, okay, you can get general if you get enough XP, but it's like general first level based on your actual skill rank versus if you're general level 5 if you're like in the Diamond or Onyx ranks. If you're Uber Nick. Oh. No, if you're Mint Blitz, basically. I still cannot figure out how the hell he plays Halo on 150 ping. That's, I guess, one thing that he gets with the benefit of that ping is it's favoring client side, so he can get all of those shots. Although he was playing well in I mean, he's, he's always been good. You know, it's just 
to be able to adapt to playing on 100 ping or 150 ping. Hell, 70 ping screws me up. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to for infinite because it's whatever you see goes. Or it's, that's what's supposed to be, at least. Next thing is Plaza is being remade in Forge and will be landing in the early part of Season 4. Won't be there at the gate, but that's a another Forge creation that's being made. Hopefully it's not the kind of bland cyberpunky version that we got for the Pit remake. Hopefully it's a little the more The shots faithful. I've seen so far look pretty good. It kind of still has that overgrown look to it. So, now granted, by the time it comes out, it could totally change, but... So overgrown got, instead of city because it, well it's kind of it's kind of grungy grungy city not cyberpunk city okay if they've tweeted I haven't seen it yet I didn't see it in any of the waypoint articles but uh, I watched I, I watched it on a video I, I forget who somebody was showing concept art of it or or actual screenshots of it I can't remember what it was okay. But like I said, if they're if they're accurate, I think I think everybody will be happy with the look of it. Uh, right now, they're still tweaking on it to make Plaza play well with Infinite's mechanics. Fair enough. Yep. So gotta stretch things, move things closer, change scaling of things. Well, I think I I would think since it was a Halo Five map, there wouldn't be a lot you would have to change. Yeah, I think the movement's similar the, enough. It's just the equipment yeah. that's right. th- that you have to account for. You could just not put equipment on the map. Oh, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think you can really do that because the, equi- well, you can, the equipment. Well, you can in Halo Infinite is actually can, really good for the sandbox. Yeah, you can. Uh, you could uh, limit the equipment, like you know, not put a grapple shot on there. You know, use the shroud screen or the thruster or. Shroud screen and threat sensor are going to be pivotal on that map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the threat sensor. I think all of them would actually work pretty well, even the grapple shot. Mm, I think... It would change the dynamic of the map, for sure. It would. That one would be the hardest to adjust for on the map to make it where it's not too overpowered. Because, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Plaza is a pretty small map. I mean, it was a pretty small map in Halo 5. With you know, with the movement mechanics you had in Halo 5. But it, it, it played well. That's oh, it did. was probably one of the best maps in Halo 5. They did talk about playable elites and assassinations being a big request of fans. And while they aren't committed to it at this moment, they said that those are both on the wish list. Uh, among the other things, those are probably near the top of the wish list that are likely to happen at some point but they're not actually in active development at the moment. Then the last thing from the stream was HCS DreamHack Dallas will introduce double XP for Halo Infinite. The first double XP weekend that we're going to get for Halo Infinite will be during DreamHack Dallas, which is going to be next weekend. If you're attending as well, you'll get access to some of the Season 4 content early, so you get a chance to play some of the new maps that are coming, uh, some of the new content. Get to play Infection. It's fun. Infected. It's fun. That's all. I, that's all I'll say to that. It's fun. We've got a few articles on Halo Waypoint to go over since the couple of weeks ago that we've been off. We have another Forge feature. This was back on May twelfth. 
Issue number 11 for community cartographers. A few maps that we've seen, I think, talked about before. There is the Arrival, which is the Cairo Station remake mm-hmm. from Halo 2. Escape from Reach, which is the Pillar of Autumn in the asteroid field, and you have the all the ships that you can fly around in. It's kind of like the air aerial combat map, I think, that people have probably seen or are familiar with. There's Insolence, which is a take on kind of a Halo 3 Forerunner-esque map. And then we've also got a remake of Construct from Halo 3 called Domicile. All these look uh, pretty good. Insolence was one of the maps that was actually in the rotation for the Community Invitational that I played. Granted, we never got to that map, but it was an alright map. I wasn't particularly a fan of the layout with the game modes that they had on it, but I think just from a Slayer map perspective, it's it's a pretty good map. It's symmetrical. Um, it has a, a decent variety. It's a little small, I think, for a BTB map, but um, it, it's pretty well quality made. And then someone worked on recreating the Hangar Bay from Halo 2 campaign, the Arbiter and the Oracle missions, so there's a video on breaking down how they did the lighting in there, and it looks uh, pretty convincing. So go on over and check it out. The co- cover for Halo Epitaph has been revealed, also revealing that the story is going to be revolving around the didact after the events of Halo 4. Yes, we'll find out how he survived being ripped apart by sub- subspace, or subspace. Yep. And this would be the... Isodidact? Erdidact. This is the Erdidact. Okay. He was yeah, Iso is Born Stellar. Right, okay. I forgot which one was which. So yeah, the Erdidact, the one that we met in Halo 4, and the one that was finally... This is the one that was in Escalation, the comics, that they, they went and like actually composed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. This and is the bad didact. The cover also has the epitaph map from Halo 3 in the background. So, yeah, that is it. That's a wicked cover. Mm hmm. So, pretty cool cover. There's also a Cannon Fodder article that goes along with it, talking a little bit about what we might get to see in the book, little teases in it. Mm hmm. There's, uh, they also mentioned that. Battleborn and Meridian Divide are getting republished with some extra bonus content. Of course. Depending on whether or not to buy those copies as well, because I have both of those sitting over here on my bookshelf at the moment. (laughs) And a few other things in the cannon fodder, if you wish to go look look it up on Halo Waypoint. Uh, Next thing, we have an article basically recapping the Season 4 stuff that we talked about in the Spartan Chatter video. We have our next story piece for Precipice, the firewall event. And this is between two individuals. Looks like um, two different kinds of human AI, possibly, or one human-made AI and maybe some other kind of AI in in the domain. Not entirely sure what their locations are, but an interesting discussion happening between Two different <clears throat> systems there. If you want to go check it out. And there's also a corresponding armor vote 
on Twitter if you wish to go vote for which firewall armor you would like to see. And then, again, HCS is having another event in Dallas. Uh, This one's going to be Arlington. Tickets are now on sale for that event going on from June 30th to July 2nd. So if you want to get your tickets, you can hand over to Halo Waypoint. Get the links over to your general admission tickets. Also, you can get team passes if you're looking to play as well. Along with the tournament, there is also a $5,000 FFA if you've got the skills to get the bills. That's not me. Not me either. Also, a reminder for those that are going to be watching the stream, there are Twitch drops. So make sure you go and at least tune into the stream, if not Championship Sunday. No comp file, I can't do it. If the Invitational was any proof, I was the the weight of the team. I, I was at the very bottom of the leaderboard every game. So definitely not my forte. You were the distraction. Uh, I was the distraction for everybody, including those on my team. Uh, <laughs> we've got another mod spotlight for MCC as well that was released earlier today. A couple of interesting new things. No Cursed Halo in this one, but there is a new creation from Cursed Halo that's a Minecraft-type experience. We've also got the Jackrabbit that was kind of a concept piece, kind of a motorcycle thing that's been mm-hmm. formally done as a mod for Halo 3. There's a Halo 3 Mythic update as well. There's a Flood ODST mod. Uh, Hemorrhage, Endless War, which is kind of like a firefight type thing. Custom map. And then there's a Halo Reach rat boss fight. Oh my god. From General Heed. Let us fight the rats. (laughs) It's rat's nest all over again. Except on Hemorrhage. And Halo Reach. See, she should have put it on rat's nest. That would have been funny. And then there's a ultimate firefight on Sandtrap care to go check that out too i believe that's it for all the news this week and since we're kind of coming off of things i think we'll cut it there we are looking to have our next guest on in a couple of weeks hopefully we'll get that sorted out here soon we've also had some interest for some returning guests so i hope to see those over the summer as well but if you got some suggestions of anyone that you would like to see please drop us a note in our discord or on twitter or facebook uh, just let us know what you would like to see or who you'd like to see on the show, and we'll work on getting them on. Anything else to wrap up today, GT? Or we're going to close no this one out and foul. see people tomorrow. No MySpace. Oh. Annie paid the bits to highlight the message, even. Thank you for the bits. It wasn't even the command. It was just no, it, <laughs> saying MySpace. Yeah. But yes, thank, nope. thanks for using I'm your channel. I'm all done points. for this week. I look forward to seeing people tomorrow night. Again, it might be a short night for me, but we'll make sure everybody has a lot of fun. Indeed. So coming over to our Discord, podtacular.com slash Discord. That's where we hang out for voice chat for Fragon Fridays and other game events if we decide to do one-offs or something like that. We'll do a Cursed Halo stream at some point here soon. We just got to get it figured out. I'm guessing that's co-op. Yes, you can play co-op. So we might have to get that figured out on when we'll do that. I've actually, I was actually planning on doing it this week, playing it on my own channel, but I got hit by a Mack truck. Just so you know, I made it till a whopping 645 Monday night. 
That can happen. Anyway. Yeah. Look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow night. And I hope everybody has a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. For those of you that celebrate. And those of you that are in the States, yep. I will be working. Yay. <laughs> I will be too, technically. That means Dust will be Dust will be sitting on his butt in front of a computer. Network upgrades and server upgrades when no one's in the office. That's usually a good time to do those. <laughs> I mean, that's when I have to do them is during holidays when people are not there. Yeah. Well, you know, when it's kind of hard to do that stuff when people need to network. It's like, can I get paid overtime? No. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I enjoy doing it and happy to do it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching on Twitch. We do this every Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. If you want to come join the live chat there and come have some fun with us. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Have a good night. And we'll catch you all for Fragment Friday. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com. And join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fragon Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks.